0: Hello and welcome, my fellow officials, to the Art of Officiating. I am your host, Joe Forte. In our last episode, we talked about Dr. James Naismith inventing the great game of basketball back in December of 1891 when he was at the YMCA in Springfield, Massachusetts. His athletic director wanted him to invent the game to keep the rowdy students intact during the winter months. He had 14 days to do it and predicated the game on the sports that were being played at the time. Baseball, lacrosse, soccer, etc. He took a little bit from each and came up with the game of basketball. He posted His original 13 rules on the bulletin board, he divided the class into nine players on each side. They started the game with a jump ball. In fact, Dr. James Naismith was the first referee to referee the first basketball game back in December of 1891. During that period of time until the turn of the century, the game grew in popularity. And it was at the turn of the century that the powers to be decided that the game had begun to change. The players were getting a little bit bigger, a little bit more physical, a little bit more skilled, rule changes, which all led to adding... A second official. Up until 1972, basketball games were refereed by two officials. In 1972, the Big Ten was the first conference that experimented with using a third official. Ironically, It was also the year 1972 that one of the worst basketball brawls in the history of the game took place. It was Minnesota against Ohio State. It was one heck of a brawl. And unfortunately, there were three officials in the game. And the reason why they went to three officials is because of the same reason why we went to two. The game started to progress. The players were getting more physical. And they felt that there was a need to have an official basically on the weak side refereeing rough play. So ironically, in 1972, we had the big brawl between Minnesota and Ohio State. You can YouTube it. I think you'll find it very, very interesting. Then after that, after that year, I believe the Big Ten suspended using three officials in their Big Ten games. During the 1978-79 season, the NCAA started using three men in their tournament. Also, some of the major colleges major conferences like the ACC, the SEC, the Big Ten, started using three officials in their games. In 1979, the NCAA used three men to referee their championship game. And that was the great game between Indiana State and Michigan State, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, I'm sure all you remember that. Now, the three officials that worked that game was my good friend and Hall of Famer, Henry O. Nichols, another good friend of mine who I worked many games with in the ACC, Lenny Wirtz, who also was a former NBA referee, and Big Ten referee Gary Muncy. So those three worked the first national championship using three men in 1979: Indiana State versus Michigan State. As the game progressed and more conferences starting to use the third man, it was in 1983 that the Big East decided to use three officials. Now, the mechanics were very interesting. The lead official could run the baseline. Wherever the ball went, he could go. So if the ball went on center slot side, the lead would rotate over. The center slot referee never rotated out. They basically wanted the game to be refereed by the lead and center official. Now, the trail... This was his top priority, and this is what was preached to us by the powers to be. Don't get beat on the fast break. That was the big thing with the trail official. They didn't want him getting beat on a fast break or a quick turnover. And they wanted the game to be refereed primarily with the center and lead official, with the lead running the whole baseline. Interesting. Now in 1975, the NBA experimented with three officials. It was in 1975 that I attended the NBA camp in New Orleans. And we went over to three man mechanics. I worked three exhibition games in 75-76 as an experiment with the NBA. I had on October the 3rd Atlanta Milwaukee with the legendary Earl Strong and Hugh Evans. On October the 4th I had the New York Knicks and Kentucky with the legendary Jake O'Donnell and Kenny Faulkner. And on October 11th I had Chicago and Boston with the legendary Bob Rakel and Ketting Sussman. Now, when the NBA experimented with three, the third man was on the sideline opposite the trail and his responsibility were, and this is all he had to do, he was permitted to call timeouts call out-of-bounds on his sidelines, and he could call basket interference and goaltending. That was it, no fouls. We were not permitted to call any fouls. And during a free throw, we administered the free throw and went back to our position. That's how they experimented in 1975, 76, and then after that exhibition season, they decided to stick with two referees. Then in 1988, the NBA decided to go to three men. Now this is really an interesting concept that the NBA had. Daryl Gerritsen was our supervisor of officials. And he had to hire like 17 to 20 officials. Mostly those came from the college ranks with no professional experience. So he came up with the mechanics of putting the new official, the hirees, in what he called the slot position. We had the crew chief, the referee and the slot. Now, the reason why he put him in the slot position was it, it was his way of having them learn the game. It was like on the job training. It was really an unbelievable concept because many of the college referees didn't have any pro experience. So refereeing in the center position or he called it the slot position helped him understand the game. So what would happen is that official who was designated as the umpire, he would always go back to the slot position. He would also administer all free throws. So for example, let's say that you were to umpire in the game, and you are in the lead position. You would call the foul. If you had a foul, you would call the foul. And then immediately, you would go to the slot position if we weren't shooting free throws. If we were shooting free throws, then you would just go ahead and administer the free throw and assume the slot position. And Daryl kept that system in for several years. And then... It was changed where we all started rotating around as we do today. Now, back in the day when the colleges experimented with three, and as I mentioned, it was only the major leagues, the ACC, the Big Ten, the SEC, Pac-12. Those were the leagues that used three men. And... We didn't rotate until, oh, somewhere in the mid-80s is when we allowed the lead to come over and the center official rotate out as we did. Now, it was interesting because when we first started it with the rotation of the lead referee, they said that the lead could not, rotate until the ball passed the opposite free throw lane line you know that was really crazy when you think about it because by the time you got over there the ball would come back and really the the whole rotation was kind of all out of sync but I tell you this to give you some concept of how we went from one to two and then there were three, right? We started out with one, then the game demanded that we go to two and the two basically worked diagonally across from each other. Then as the game grew and the players became more skilled and more physical, there was a need for the third official. And it was interesting how when the third official came into being, how he was limited in some ways and then it progressed to what we have today. So basically the three-man system is the same on the NBA level as it is the collegiate level. Very interesting. So now you know the rest of the story. I want to thank all of you who will support our podcast with your donations. We know who you are. I have a list. We get a list from our anchor telling us who our supporters are. We certainly do appreciate all your support. And for those of you who have not made a donation, we certainly would Love for you to donate to our cause to help our podcast, The Art of Officiating, to operate at the highest level of excellence to help you become the referee that you wish to become. Once again, thank all of you for your donations and your support. And hopefully we will have more officials contributing to our podcast, helping us to be number one. Thanks again. Have a great day and great games. This is Joe Forte, your host, saying good day.